Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Shit. Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by the boy with the dirty mouth, Miles. Hi! And... Jackie. And Jackie. Hello. I'm glad I, I didn't have to think of a title for you. Yay. Because he's the boy with the dirty mouth, and you're you're just Jackie. I'm just wonderful, uh-huh. delightful Jackie. Okay. I'm gassy. <laughs> Uh, and we are three people, if you didn't figure it out, who talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically. We talk about the anime, and this week specifically, even more so. We're going to be talking, no, even more specifically, edit that out, Mark. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Golden Wind, episode 11, Narancha's Aerosmith, or Lil Bomber. Narancha's Lil Bomber. Narancha's Lil Bomber. Bomber. But. What? Before. We talk about that. As we always do, we got some letters. Yay. We got letters. Everyone hand wrote their letters this week. It's pretty crazy. Could you read them? I could. Were, do you want me to read legible? all of them? I don't want to. I'll read some. How many are there? There's, we have 40. Oh no, my uh, God. You go Get ahead. A light. Oh. Miles, you can go ahead. Read this email. The subject line of this email is a few similarities. It's from Evan. Hey, everyone. Hey. As I was watching today's episode, I realized that this fight is basically a much better version of the fight with Alessi from Part 3. The villain's stand causes its victim to become smaller and, as a result, much less powerful. I think this fight is much better told and is a great way to introduce Narancha's stand. As for the Alessi fight, it has a bit too many baby penises for my liking so i'm glad we got to see what that fight could have been what is your liking at evan you say too many (laughs) where do you draw the line if it's zero say it's zero it's four no anyway continue (laughs) no 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 stop i want to wait for him to answer okay go ahead go ahead He's like yelling at his, <laughs> <laughs> he's yelling at his phone or whatever, whatever device he's using it's to far. listen to this podcast. <laughs> I think the great part about a long running series like Jojo is that we get to see the author grow and improve. I especially think that Araki uses parts five through eight to atone for a few of the sins of past parts. For instance, we get to see some stronger female characters and we finally get a part that passes the Bechdel test. Can't wait for that. I haven't listened to your guys' discussion of last week's episode, so apologies if you touched on this before, and feel free to disregard. We We didn't. always feel free to disregard. Everybody's free to feel good. Okay. You didn't read uh, his signature. Oh. Evan. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect! Um, Did we not get the Bechdel test when it was the Cinderella arc in Diamond is Unbreakable? I was thinking about this on the bus. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't why they, do they why do they join forces though? I don't remember anything since uh before I, didn't she, last week. Don't they wipe our memories after every season? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that they were going to make her more beautiful. At first she's a, uh, a bad guy for some reason. And then yes, I think like Yukako goes to see her. You're right. She goes to see her. It's for a boy. For a boy. And then we see her again being forced to work on Kira. Yeah, I don't think we've passed it yet. He's a boy. We yeah. haven't gotten to that point. What's that movie that thinks it's clever and there's like two women talking about the Bechdel test in the movie? 
I don't know. So the joke is that they're passing it while talking about it. We get it. We get it. We all get it. Mm. Uh, I don't know that movie. Yeah, I don't know that movie either. But it sounds really clever, to be honest. You might be right. I think I think Evan that you're you're just saying that it atones for the tests. Like uh, incidentally, I don't think uh, I don't think you're saying that Araki is intentionally trying to make up for that. He's just growing, probably along with the times. No, he hates women. Oh, okay. Well, his displayed work doesn't really seem to. Uh, this email is from Jackson. And Jackson, you wrote a lot of things. And it is very nice of you. But it's too long for this podcast. Too long. Is that a Daft Punk reference? That's right. I was listening to Discovery today. I did that. Uh, I was just walking some. I was in like the pharmacy. And for some reason, I was like, too long. Maybe there was. I think there was a line, actually. Can you feel it? Is that Discovery? It's not homework? I think it's Discovery. You might be right. It's just the type of boring, repetitive song it's that feels track. like it, it oh, should I like be it. on. But it's pretty repetitive, it's, right? Da, 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 da. Then again, I do, I do also like on. superheroes. They're all good, man. Yeah. Jackson is, is only 16. Jackson, yes. Jackson says... Wait, I want to summarize. Wait, you can summarize it. Did you read it? No. Well... I was going to skim it. I was going to read like, random sentences. Let me see if there's anything <laughs> you should... Uh, uh, you can skim it. Go ahead. You, you skim it, Jackie. Let's hear you All live right. skim. I'm going to live skim it. All right. So Jackson says, hello, Mark, Jackie, and Miles with like 40 Ys. Why? Why? Like 10 Ys. You're damn right. 10 Ys. I found you guys' podcast a few weeks back, uh, Stardust Crusader, Reddit. Shoutouts to the Reddit. Yeah. Um, Reposting there pays off. <laughs> uh, they tried. They, he tried to give our podcast a try, et cetera, et cetera. Reasons for... Didn't like it. <laughs> um, he thinks that we're hilarious. Yep. That's right, uh, Jackie. Read the good parts. Yeah, no. Uh, after the first listen, I really enjoyed your hilarious off-topic segments, witty conversations about stand powers, and seemingly all-knowing knowledge of music. Note I am only 16, LOL. Oh, no. Um, he's been listening to us every day at his part-time job. Uh, decided it's finally time to write, write in. I'm, tw- I'm almost twice as old as this person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something I would like to say to each of you, I guess I'll start with Miles. Uh, yes. Um, Miles said uh, a few weeks back, Miles said that Mudboy and Sheck West Mud Boy. would be a good stand, and Mark and Jackie had no idea who he was or what the song Mo right. Bomba was. They're nerds. Because we're three times this person's age, and Miles is only <laughs> twice. <laughs> so M- miles is up on the cool. why do i we're hang not, out with you guys not three times um uh i just wanted to say to miles that i do know sheck wes and i also agree with him that mud boy or mo bamba would be a good modern day stand For tell Jack- me if you actually like that album because i don't know yet For you, don't, Jackie, you don't know if you like it or you haven't heard it no i don't know if i like it yeah for Jackie, she said in one podcast that she would rank parts as uh, the parts as follows: five, two, four, three, finally one. I would like to say the anime adapted parts only. I would say for the anime adapted parts, I completely agree with her. Uh, part five is beautiful, holds new term, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I agree. Part Sorry, five, this still is great. such a long email. It, but you know what? Part five is great. <laughs> if I can stop for a second. I've read two articles so far. One was like two weeks in and one was a little bit more recent where they both were like part five is the greatest JoJo anime. And the first time, obviously, I was like, shut the fuck up. We're two episodes in. The, you know, they spent all this money. Of course, it looks great. <clears throat> but now we're far in enough, and I'm not going to agree yet because I still want to see the whole thing. But I think we're far in enough to say this is, this is pretty good. It's really good. It's pretty good. We really haven't seen... 
like a serious villain arc kind of thing happen yet. True. But it's it's still really good. If they have anyone nearly as good as Kira, it'll be pretty great. Mm. I, I did love Kira. I like Kira. He's talking about Steel Ball Run. Uh, he hasn't no. finished it yet. Um, but he says that he feels Steel Ball Run has the potential to overtake Battle Tendency. Uh, so he might re-rank it after he finishes reading part seven. Uh, finally from Mark, you seem to have a burning desire for pitter patter pop based on pods. Twitter. Yes, I will say. And what you say on the pod about it. I recently started playing the game and I have to say it's really fun. Gotcha game. Gotcha. 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 Gotcha is like the fucking games. You've seen them in like video games in Japan where you like put money in and a random ball like capsule comes out. I believe I'm right. Is that gotcha? Anyway, the point is it's one of those games like fire emblem where you like, Spend in-game currency to get a new character, and you pray you get one of the good characters. Yeah, he ta- talks so, about decorating the ocean room yeah. for Jotaro. Yeah, yeah, I also unlocked all of the ocean things because you get to build these little rooms. It's cute, but I cannot get Jotaro for the fucking life of me. I finally got part three Dio. Uh, I'm still trying to get Kira now because sorry, Jotaro, I want Kira more than I want you. So someone else is going to sleep in your dolphin office for the rest of this game. Hmm. I've logged in like 80 days in a row in that game, just FYI. Sincere, I'm skipping like most of this. Sorry, Jackson. So he put he, a lot of a lot of it was like his own personal thoughts about things, and it was just too much. It was a lot of thoughts. So Jackson and and people listening, uh, you know, just try to keep it like send us multiple emails over the course of several weeks if you want to tell us all all of your thoughts and feelings. But like we can't read your huge email on our podcast. And <laughs> in each email, include a secret clue that corresponds to the last and next email and then we can piece it all together and we will <laughs> sure. post it in the uh in the san francisco chronicle anyway there, there's uh, but wait though one thing that i want to read the pps's the i know PSs i know i know PPSs but i want to respond to something okay which is that i did read his rankings and such and okay. i personally wouldn't put part two over part four i like diamond is unbreakable more than i like part two part two is good but it drags a little bit for me mm. so goodbye everybody I like part two because I like Joseph. It's hard not to. And I like He's cool. Lisa Lisa. That's part two, right? Yeah. I like Lisa Lisa. I like the Pillarmen too. Yeah, yeah the Pillarmen are too great. Many of them. And I like Hamon. I like I just, their big old thighs. <laughs> if it was just like Wham and Cars, I'd be good. But then we have like Santana, who's like a good intro for it. And then we have ACDC. Like who cares, ACDC? Okay. And then he Get says, out of here. Sincerely, Jackson. P.S. I totally forgot how bad Narancha was. Badass, sorry. How badass Narancha was at the end of the battle, and it was r- amazing to see it animated so beautifully. I can't wait for the first what? stand next episode. Spoilers. PPS, sorry if this email was too long. Didn't expect it to end up as long as it did. Also, I'm too lazy to grammar slash spell check, so sorry for that. P-P-P-S, Unbelievable. PS, horny. I okay. did like that. Nice. That horny. Yeah. It's just like PPPS. Horny! <laughs> thank, thank you for, for writing, writing jack uh, <laughs> try to keep it to a tight jackson five next time that's good how's that that's pretty good no yeah this is not good. the first time that it was it was jackson's first time writing in so let's give him some credit yeah he's the first time a long time thank actually you. he's not a long time thank you for the making the leap and and that's writing right. to so us so take this exact same email take our suggestions rewrite it and send the same thing next week yep and this is the process. Writing is rewriting, and right, Miles? That's right. And it's horrible. What's uh <laughs> we always reference this note at work. It's like uh I think I don't know if it's like a poem or if it's from a book or something, but it's like I would have written you a shorter note, but I didn't have enough time. 
something like that. I'm paraphrasing it. Pretty good. <laughs> but like we always it. reference that at work. <laughs> uh, okay, this email is from Chad. It's from Chad. Uh, and it's called Aloha. The Anime Seas Day Parade. Pretty good. Aloha, JJB Pod Crew. Aloha. Let's take a moment to appreciate that we live in a crazy magical world where we get to watch brand new anime within one day of its premiere on Japanese television. Celebrities are opening up about how much they love anime, and there was a Super Saiyan Blue Goku balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Is that what that was? Let's say they've decided to create a JoJo's balloon, and it's up to you to pick what it is. So what or whom would you choose to represent the series as a giant inflatable and will inevitably have their name mispronounced by the well-meaning Al Roker? <laughs> anyway, <love> guy. <laughs> even though it's been cool learning about Mista and Arancha in the last two mini arcs, I'm excited that Giorno will get to be a part of the Pompeii away team and maybe get to be part of his show. It's <laughs> a good point. Mahalo, Chad, P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so orneando so I have to check my kitchen timer and make sure nothing is burning. PPS, what's your favorite baked good? I get it. I get the orneando joke. I don't. Can you explain it to me? Uh, it's the Spanish verb for baking. Oh. And it starts with an H, so it kind of looks like horny. Nice. Mm. I love it. Uh, orneando. What if you woke up feeling so hornet and you were a, a bee? <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Good one. And it was a song by Joda B. When are we going to get um, Hot 97 style drops? I can, I could technically make that happen like very easily, but I don't want to. Can you put an air horn after everything I say? <laughs> everything Miles says. I, I'd like to put an air horn over what you say, to be <laughs> okay. honest. Okay. So floats. What float would you oh, pick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think there's so many good things mm-hmm. that we could choose. Okay. Here are two. One is just Iggy. Okay. Yeah. Iggy was kind of like the obvious True. choice, I think. The other is go, go, go balloons just like oh. the floating like sound effect if there were three like oh. next to each other i think that would be That's fun clever. miles you contribute now um i was thinking like they have correct me if i'm wrong but they have to be a certain shape to be like viable balloons they have to be like sort of condensed yeah oh, really? if you want to go ahead and doubt the macy's thanksgiving day parade balloon crew i can't make like a giant pillar man just a naked man in a loincloth i would love with that. his butt out with yeah. his thong butt out. And that those are extra jiggly balloons. So you there are constraints on like the shape of it, I think. So I would you would have to use just Koichi. <laughs> He's the only one who's compact enough. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. Picture Koichi, <laughs> Koichi. or his his egg stand. <laughs> just oh, just Echo an egg. Zero. Just the, no, just the egg, yeah. They've probably technically done that. <laughs> just, just an egg. Just like an Easter bunny. I don't know why they'd be in Thanksgiving, but I'm sure there's been some Easter bunny balloon. Picture Koichi's like flaming head like it's the Hindenburg, like it's coming down out of the sky. Um, I don't anyway, know why that makes me laugh. Because you're an asshole. Oh. I know I said it. Uh, and then the next question is favorite baked good, baked good. Uh, Miles and I were talking about this. We were? Yeah, because my favorite baked good is crumb cake. Oh, then you should go to BMW Bakery. I should go to BMW. In Hackensack, New Jersey. Wherever that is. <laughs> um, it's on Main Street next to Tropical Hut. Ah. And the Target. Stop it. <laughs> uh, crumb cake, if you didn't know, I don't know if it's regional. I have no idea. Is that really your favorite? 
I, I'll, I'll go with you one day, Mark. I mean, look, I also, I love like... I thought you, okay, I thought you would pick like, because you always order, when whenever we order dessert at a restaurant, you always order like a the brownie with the ice cream. The, the hot brownie with yeah. fudge and ice yeah. cream. Oh, but that's the fudge, on top? Like the fudgy chocolate brownie or whatever. Yeah, but that's like a whole ensemble. Awesome. And I do love that. But I couldn't say my favorite baked good is a brownie because it's missing something. Mm. But crumb cake, it's just like, imagine like a sweet piece of bread that for some reason is like oily. For all the people who don't know what crumb cake is. It's like <laughs> oily for some reason. And then on top of it are like harder crumbs that are just like sugar, like really densely packed together with even more powdered sugar on top. But for whatever reason, the, the harder crumb part is like actually 60%. Of the volume. Texturally, it's a very, very good food. It's great. It's a great mix of things. You get that and you get a coffee and it's like, what can't you do today? If you fucked anything up, you have no excuse. Mm. You're right. Unless you were like, I threw up the crumb cake. Anyway. Math- uh, Matthew. Uh, Miles, Matthew, where? Miles, what is your answer? Yeah, Matthew. Uh, we're going to have more obscure <laughs> northern New Jersey bakery references. Uh huh. My favorite baked good, I think the technical term for it is fouillatelle. But like people call it lobster tail. It's shaped like a lobster tail and it's a very thin pastry. It's almost like a croissant, but crispier. But it's filled with like really, really sweet cream. Like oh. you'd you think like the concept of it is almost sickly, like how much cream is inside it. But the cream you could drink with like a straw. Oh, so stop. And that's at Rispoli's in Emerson and Ridgefield Park. <laughs> why, why are we running a Yelp podcast here? So is that an Italian thing? Yes. Okay. It sounds, uh, it sounds like a cannoli, basically. I asked um, my wife to give me that as like my my treat after I ran a marathon, and I still have never received it. Oh. So our uh, marriage is on the rocks. Oh, sfogliatella. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, I don't know what my... I don't really like sweets. What so. the fuck? <laughs> he said baked good. Can I put like... You don't like baked it. potato? That's <laughs> my favorite. Baked no, good. you can't. I don't think you. I don't think you, like they would have to make it on Great British Baking Show at some point. Right. Um, great potato baking show. <laughs> great ba- baked potato. I'll just go with a yellow cake. Yellow cake is good. That's it. Do you like the Entenmann's yellow cake that comes in a box? Um. I've yes, never I had, do. I've never had them. Do you like any kind of like? Oh, I also like lemon cake. Oh yeah, Little there you lemon go. Lemon cakes, those are good. It's basically yellow cake. I but like lemony. lemon. <laughs> Jackie likes lemons. If you can figure a out a, a baked lemon, I'll just pour lemon juice on all of my food. And Jackie's wincing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I will eat just like a lemon by itself. You know what's interesting is yesterday what? I was thinking about how much I hate vinegar, and I was looking it up because you guys know there's like a genetic thing that causes you to not like cilantro. Yeah. That that's like a genetic factor where you think it tastes like soap or whatever. My father-in-law has that. Well, I was just like, what is it with vinegar? Because I just hate it. And I, and it was like listed in some examples, but it wasn't as like, you know, uh, clear as how people say it about cilantro. But someone said, if you don't like sour things, then you might not like lemons or vinegar. And I was like, I like lemons okay. But I was like, who loves lemons? Me. My wife loves lemons. So if you like lemons, you My like vinegar? My wife loves Vinegar. Oh, I, yeah. But do, what else does do I like? What else did it say? Lemons. Was there like a horoscope attached to it? Was it like, <laughs> if you like vinegar, you are more likely to um, uh-huh. hold you, grudges you, or you, something? You will do well to uh, follow up on new opportunities given to you in the future. 
Okay. And that you are strong-willed but introverted. That you're very passionate, but you also listen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Those things. are not those are not things that are like opposites of each other either. So I know, just but like I'm just th- I'm just picking a bunch of generic attributes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for writing, Chad. The next email thanks, is two emails. Yeah. Are we gonna read them both? It's also long. I was gonna ignore it or, den- or addendum not not ignore it sorry i was going to just merge them together i was going to ignore the fact that there were two emails it's up to you jackie what do you want to do it's long though look one of us can read it okay who wants to read it mark you read it okay because i'm gonna respond to it okay this is from gabrielle hello and my it's brother. called uh it's called women in jojo oh. hello jjb pod crew it's gabriel gabrielle again I'm catching up on all the episodes during my train rides to college, and it's been amazing. Aww. This came, it's not even amazing to record this podcast, Gabrielle. What do you mean amazing? What? That's so nice. This came up in the last episode, and I want to talk a little bit about women in JoJo's. First of all, I think Mark has a really good point about how Araki does it better than most mangas or anime. You still have lots of examples of Japanese products representing women in a bad light. As frail doves with no personality or just being outright misogynist. Low bar. Even with an industry <laughs> like that, Araki was writing characters like Lisa Lisa in the 90s, which might seem normal nowadays, but having a female fighter and mentor in a shonen was really not heard of back in those times, and I'd assume it might have been a dangerous move for Araki to make. That said, just being written years ago and having worse examples around are not very good excuses, and to this day, I'm annoyed that Lisa Lisa never got a proper fight in Battle Tenancy. That's still one of my biggest gripes with the entire part. Thankfully, we get lots of amazing and well-developed female characters in parts 8, 7, and especially 6. In my opinion, that shows Araki has a different mindset after writing the first half of JoJo's, which makes sense since a lot changed in the 21st century regarding women, representation in society, and media. And the email continues. No, it doesn't. He sends a second email, but it's okay. No, 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 no. I wanted to hide it. No, we got to let everyone know. No. Okay, there was a second email. Okay. Uh, This is some lines from Araki himself. Uh, from the interview in the Lisa Lisa Jojonium. Quote, When this part was originally serialized, the girls that showed up in shonen manga were all cute types, essentially the stereotype of a, quote, man's ideal girl, end quote. Readers weren't looking for a realistic portrayal of women, but instead the type of girl that giggles during a conversation with heart marks appearing next to her. That's why I think a warrior-type character like Lisa Lisa felt fresh. It's normal to see strong women these days, but back then it was unheard of in shonen manga not to mention society in general. It was exciting to challenge people's expectations through the medium of weekly Shonen Jump by having a woman train the main character so he can get stronger. And then I'll read the signature. That's it. I hope you guys are enjoying Vento Aureo and will enjoy the rest of this great part. A hug from your South American listener, Obrigado. Hugs. Obrigado. Hugs, hugs, hugs. Do y'all hit that D real hard or is it just Obrigado? Um, No, they say the D. They Thanks for writing, Gabriel. It probably depends on what part. I've decided I've made that up in my head. I think they say the D. Fuck. I think they say the D. But I think there's some like words that are like ow or whatever. That's true. Like Sao Paulo. Yeah. Although there's like a tilde over the A. Who knows what that's doing there? I don't know. I don't like it. I can't throw in the middle of a fucking A. I can. Sao Paulo. I can't do that. I can read some Portuguese but I because I know Spanish, but I can't understand oh you follow portuguese (laughs) not really no (laughs) or like sometimes sometimes if i hear a brazilian song enough times i'll understand what it means oh that is not happening to me really no oh i have but i have to hear it a lot 
I have to like then know again, the words. <laughs> I'm only thinking of like that, that it was briefly popular in like America, that funk genre where it's just like Brazilian women yelling at you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It's just like yelling and it feels, I feel like I did something wrong when I listened to that music. You have done something wrong, Mark. Well, think about it and you'll remember. So let me respond to this email. I don't know. I, I, I was just really heartbroken at the end with Lisa Lisa. Um, and it like, it affected me greatly. I don't know if you listened to the, the podcast episode, Gabrielle, where, where I talk about how, when I first saw like the ending of part two, right? Part two, the ending of part two, it like shattered me. I was like crying hysterically. I was broken. I was broken for a little while. I didn't know what to do. And poor Mark didn't know what to do. He was like, I just wanted you to watch my favorite anime. And I'm there crying hysterically. Like, how are they not going to give her a fight? And she's just dangling. And now they're just, they're going to save her. And I was just so upset. Um, So it's hard for me to, to give a lot of credit to the Lisa Lisa character when I think that they fucked, they fucked it up so bad with how it ended. Um, and then we never and and then in addition to that like her little ending like oh what happened to them where are they now is that she got married to like a rich guy yeah, which yeah. is like I hope that was the anime come only on. I, I really hope that was the anime only although the manga just like forgetting about her isn't really good either yeah but it's just like look this is a the thing with manga even over most comics in America is that it's a very specific author it's very auteur Right, like reading JoJo's is like reading Araki's diary, his weird fucked up diary. So it's like hard because you want to like Araki, and I do, and I like JoJo's. But it's like if he does things that, or the, if JoJo's does things that aren't very good, you want to like fix it, you know. And I think that your your explanations of Araki's, um, like I don't want to say progress, but like his moves in the right direction are true. But regardless, like the manga itself or the story itself just kind of sucked in that in that way i like i think be, be, and and also just like be, i think his email is in the context of our last episode of our last podcast episode which was talking about representation um and because i i did bring up um represent like representation of women in jojos and lisa lisa and stuff like that i'm maybe i don't know if that's what i mean i assume that's why he wants to talk about women now um but uh it, it, i mean so far it's not great for representation like in terms of like like I mean, I don't know how other women feel. I can only speak for myself. But as a woman watching it, I didn't like the closest that I got was Lisa Lisa to having someone that I felt like, okay, I can feel powerful. And I, you know, I feel like represented there. And then, you know, when she doesn't ever, you never see her fighting except that one time where she flips her, um, her scarf at someone and kills him like immediately, which mean, I guess you is mean cool. Wired Beck, important character found in the JoJo <laughs> pitter patter pop game for, for some reason. For two seconds that happens. Um, and then at the end where they just like, just, just take my heart out of my body <laughs> and like, like <laughs> roll it, roll it over it with like a stream, a uh, steam roller and throw it in the fire. And like, I don't know. Jackie, it's not like they brought like they Sailor really, Moon out of nowhere and really, punched her in the Mark, face. It feels like <laughs> it feels like they Araki was trying to hurt me personally. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Um I was personally offended. Um no. Um I mean I, I think Lisa Lisa is still a great character. I still love her, but I I just I'm really disappointed by how that ended and I think that like 
I mean, he could have done so many things with that. Or he could have just given her a fight before he dangles her, like, you know, as someone. To, and she was also like eye candy a lot of the time, too. You mean a anyway. fight with cars specifically? Not like you're saying not the one that she did do in the mansion. Well, that was like a, that wasn't even a real fight. Yeah, it was like a side. She she flips her scarf at somebody. Like you never really see her fight. You never. She didn't get an opportunity like any other male character. To like, like doubt themselves and have to div- like figure out like what am I going to do and like all that stuff. Stroheim has cooler fights than she does. Right. You know what I mean? Like every like every other character is a guy, and mm-hmm. those guys all happen to have like cool fights. She doesn't get a fight. She doesn't get a moment where she's like smart and she like outsmarts the person that she's fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like, what's interesting though, is that like the nice thing at least is she's given us something to go on, right? It's not like you had to just see some like unnamed female character and be like, yeah, she's cool. I bet she's like this. You know what I mean? At least it's when you play like some of the video games, she gets to do really cool shit. But again, I I don't know. You can definitely take it all in the context of, well, now there's all this expanded, you know, media franchise around it but still ultimately when you read the comic it's like what the hell is this character doing <laughs> like why yeah. why does this character just like fizzle out so quickly you know there's like conspiracy theories that he was forced to and whatnot but we've talked about this well, haven't we yeah yeah we have uh i was gonna say uh you know he he shares something that araki said and i think maybe putting her in was like you know he had good intentions and he, like that was an intentional thing that maybe wasn't super common at the time so we can give him some credit for that i guess but i mean i don't know if he thought about what he was doing to her character like i'm sure i don't know what that thought process was like but like come on dude you you thought enough to like put a strong woman in your in your comic but you didn't think enough to like actually show her being strong i don't know anyway miles your thoughts we go now but let's let me take that again we go now live to the newsroom with Miles. Miles, your thoughts. What's the next email? Oh. <laughs> thank you for writing again, Gabrielle. Yeah, thank you for writing. Uh, this is called Questions. And it's from Mike. No, not Mike. Our friend Mike? No. Was the last email from my brother? Yep. Did you know your brother moved to Brazil? Oh. Uh, hey, guys. My second time writing in. We're keeping score, so please tell us. I have questions about the anime and the family tree. What makes you think we can answer them? <laughs> I Beats me. <laughs> I just look at the Wikipedia somebody makes. I'm watching JoJo's Part 4 on Toonami. JoJo used Star Platinum to stop time to help Josuke by yelling Star Platinum, which he always does, and then yelled The World, which I guess to show he stopped time. My question is, if Jotaro and Dio had the same power to stop time, then why is he yelling The World? This has me a bit confused. I am confused as well, and I think that I once read or decided in my own dumb head that, yeah, it's weird because Dio always yells, the world, but then at some point says, like, and stop time. <laughs> like, the world, hey, hey, world, stop time. So I think I read or thought that it was like Jotaro paying tribute to Dio's great guy ability, but it is like weird. Yeah, like, why would he do that? So. I don't know. Maybe Araki forgot about the whole like Tokyo Tomare thing and he was just like, what did, what did he do? Oh yeah, he yelled his stand, the world. And so the world became synonymous with time stop? I don't know. He's just making a reference to the uh, the old anime. Right. It's, it's like if Jotaro was like, hey kids, remember this one? <laughs> the world. Anyway. I don't know, man. I like it though. I like seeing two stand names put together. I'm like, what? 
Could this be the stands merged together? Have either of you guys caught the anime on Toonami? No, I've seen snippets, but I haven't really watched it. Have you? No, I wonder if it's cool. I mean, we should check it out, but uh, people like it. Who? People also like vinegar. <laughs> oh, I like vinegar. no. <laughs> it's my wife. Mike also asked a spoilery question that I answered privately. You'll never know. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> don't just send in case, a, By the way, listeners, a, Mark is having private correspondence with people. No, just in case Mike doesn't check his emails. Well, now you let everybody but, but know. But he listens to the podcast. Now you let everybody know that if they send us a spoiler, nah, I'll tell you, you'll I'll, respond to them personally. I wanted everyone to... Oh, yeah, don't send us spoilers, by the way. Try, try not to do that. Please. Good point. Because I, I read it. I read the emails. Don't send spoilers. But no, point is, it was, it was a question about part seven, and I just don't like touching that stuff. Because sometimes you think something isn't a spoiler, but it's kind of close to one, and then you go to explain it, and you're like, oh, no, nobody knows about that, and then you're in too deep. Right, and some people are in the middle of reading it now and stuff like that, so... That's right. rereading it, maybe they read it a long time ago, or I don't know. Because we forward all our emails to, to those people. Right. That's it. Those are all the emails? Yeah. Nope, it's not. Oh. Guess what? Here you go. Miles time. <laughs> yes, Miles the world miles it's time to shine <laughs> did you say miles the world yeah <laughs> you fucking asshole simple question is the subject line this email is from sky trw which stands for the time. real world oh <laughs> i've decided that oh okay that's good hello i've recently gotten into jjba through a mixture of peer pressure and your podcast <laughs> yeah yes. how would you get into why would you get into... It was our podcast and other podcasts pushing... Who peer pressured you? Peers. Let's wait for them to answer. Pierre Schneider of IGN. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't really have any super deep questions that you only have answers to at two in the morning, but I do have a really simple one. At least I think it's simple. They're writing to us at two in the morning? Yeah. I'm not What's sure wrong if you've that? answered anything like it before or not, but even if you have, it might be something good to consider with all the new characters. Who'd you want to fight from JJBA? Protagonist or antagonist, dead or not, whether you'd win or not, what characters would would you actually look forward to fighting in person? And if you did fight them, would you want to do it with Stans or Hamon? This is not one question. Loving your crazy noisy podcast, Sky. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny for the next JJB pod episode. Very good. Damn. Very good. This is this is actually not really something we have been asked. We've definitely gotten a lot of questions that are like, if you could fight or whatever, if you could be or if you could have like any person or stand, I, and I can never fucking remember them on the spot. So I looked at this one ahead of time, and the only thing I got I came up with with someone I'd want to fight in real life is the Cinderella lady. Why? Because what is she going to do? She's going to change my face. <laughs> She's going to make you better looking. Too slow. I hit you. Now mm-hmm. I'm pretty. You probably made me pretty. I don't even care. <laughs> what do you got? A bunch of ugly shit in there? Whatever. Jackie already married me. It's too late. <laughs> That's true. Now I got I'm, ugly eyes and you're dead, Cinderella lady. I'm trapped. They do have ugly eyes. All of them. Wait, I don't know why I said she's dead. Do we have to murder them? <laughs> or did I just make that leap? I think you murdered her in your oh, fantasy. Oh, no. In your fantasy that you just Good had job. just now. I don't know. I Because at first I was like, I beat up a kid like Shigechi or whatever. But then it's like you think about it and it's like his stand for a bit had like the hand and Crazy Diamond like on the ropes so I guess it's not as simple as just punching this rocky-headed loser. Yeah, I don't think I'd fight any of them because I would die. 
Uh, just minor characters. I would fight Death 13 and die if I had to choose my death. Death 13 is really cool. I would want to die. Oh, that's that's though. clever. I, I only you thought know? about winning. No. <laughs> it's my greatest mistake. Like if what I'm if gonna, you want to die? If I'm going to die, I might as well. I might as, might as well go out with a cool, weird, scary Just bang. like awful nightmare things are happening to you. Like you're bleeding scorpions and you're like, this is the best. Oh, then I would fight the hand for sure. You'd want to get like parts of you just deposited somewhere? On the turnpike. And On I'd the turnpike? Take exit 13A back to... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 13A is a... Is that an exit? Yes. Oh, I only really started thinking about it uh, around death the 14s. Death 13A. Death exit death 13A. <laughs> oh, that's great, Jackie. Ha. That might be the episode title. <laughs> Listeners, listen to this episode and don't read the title. And then read the title and find out. They have to look at the title. Oh, that's true. Were we supposed to talk about an episode today? There's one more. There's one more I email. Know, I know. So many emails. We have a follow up. We have a sequel email. It's called Romani Ramblings. It's from what? I was going to say this one's kind of long too, but it's not that long, so it's okay. It's Everybody, from Michael and it's educational. I know. I like Michael. Wait, is this Michael our friend? No, no. it's not that Mike or uh, our friend Mike. <laughs> oh. I am a friend to all Mikes. Uh, hello again, JJB Pod Crew. It's your Romani boy back to chime in again. First, I would like to thank y'all for reading my last email. We have to. We're obligated. 13A is Newark Airport, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, who the fuck goes to whatever? Secondly, while listening to your last episode, I couldn't help but to cringe when Romani representation in media was brought up. I did think it was fitting that the conversation went on to misrepresentation shortly after, however, so I felt that this would be a great time for me to make an interjection. While, yes, one of the main characters and his family in Wayward Pines is Romani, it further pushes the stereotype that we have a supernatural affinity, as is the nature of that show. That's Hemlock Grove, for those that weren't sure. What is Wayward Pines? That's in Hemlock Grove, I'm pretty sure. Oh. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the character who's Romani. I have seen this show. I also remember seeing this show and being like, is this accurate? They are saying Romani. (laughs) I don't think they're really fucking werewolves or whatever the, (laughs) the, the plot is of that show. Jackie takes that whole world map that shows different Michael, people turning into animals on different places. Michael, write in, let us know. I think it sounds like you don't have supernatural abilities, but... I think we should just, like, use Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, it was a shame to see, since the writers of the show looked into my culture enough to include actual Romani sayings and customs. Mm. And on the topic of my big fat gypsy wedding, please don't associate those actors with real Romani. In the British version, most are Irish travelers who are also called Gypsy in Britain. As for the American version, I know that a few of the people who have went on the show have been told to basically act a fool just for ratings. Now, as for the big G word, well, whoops, I've been saying it, I'm not really a fan of using it myself. I don't get terribly offended like other Romani because here in America, where I live, it's not too too often associated with hate like in Europe, even though, quote, gypped, unquote, is still used an awful lot. It does, however, carry a whole mess of misrepresentation. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've told hippie women that it's not okay to dress like a gypsy wench at a Renaissance fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Or like Halloween or something. It'd be one thing if you just, yeah, like, because I feel like gypsy wench is probably something that has been like someone's like happy declaration. Mm -hmm. Like, look at me. That's what I am. Also, the Renaissance fair is just okay the renaissance fair when i was a kid i was like what and now i'm like ew who are these losers Aww. anyway <laughs> wow 
I think they're fun. I make uh, no judgments on the people who attend like, Renaissance fairs. Judge people. I just you, think, you think they're, they're fun. a little bit boring and hot. Well, they all keep coming up to me and explaining polyamory and putting what if, their hands on my shoulders. And I don't what like if it. listeners? What if our listeners all go to Renaissance fairs and you're you're shaming them? I am we writing down have, the timestamp. We have done plenty of other things to alienate the people who listen to this <laughs> no. podcast already. <laughs> no, I, I like the Renaissance fair when I went to it, but I just feel like now I would go and be like, I remember playing you in Magic and feeling like, oh, you're too weird for me, even, mm. but still losing. Listeners, uh, I support you in whatever you do as long as it's consensual. Love, Jackie. I'm sure it's cool. <laughs> Now we have to go. Um, again, sorry for the long-winded email. What's the anime y'all talk about again? Bactalo Dives. This time it came with the pronunciation guide, Michael. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah, the term gypped uh, uh, is pretty bad. Pretty I didn't, annoying. I, didn't I, I remember I didn't know yeah. that it was like a thing. And then I found that out and I was like, wait, gypped is a slur? What? A slur for what? And then I yeah. like looked it up and I was like, oh, I remember (laughs) hearing a comedian talk about how he was just really bothered that some people would say Jew me down to him. Mm. Like that he was like, like if you're trying to lowball someone, he's a little Mm -hmm. bit older. Yeah. And he was like, they say like, don't Jew me down. And I was like, who even fucking says that? And then like, like a month later, I read that somewhere. I was like, what? (laughs) Because I've heard like, you know, Jew me or whatever. But uh, I remember I was at like a fighting game thing. We were outside of an arcade and I was with, one good friend and one other guy who was very good in the game at the time in the scene and they all knew each other and someone was like, I don't really have that much money to reimburse you for gas or whatever and the guy was going like, I knew it, you're secretly Jewish and then the guy was like, no, I just don't have it. He's like, you're secretly Jewish and I was just like, "Why? this is happening. Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? Seems anti-Semitic a little bit. Yeah. Sorry to keep trying to be like, hey, look at us. We got a thing going on but you know, I don't know. What thing? What thing? What are you talking about? Like Jews and uh, Romani. Oh, okay. Oh. But I see similarities. I think last time I was like, I'm Cuban. <laughs> so we all get to talk about our cultures. Yeah, everyone hates when someone's like, you're trying to give me a Cuban sandwich. There are a lot of vicious and stereotypes I don't like mustard. against Italians too. It's true. Well, <laughs> if I had to like make myself relate to this, um, <laughs> I was talking to you about how like, uh, I hate in movies how they'll like, hire any actor who may or may not speak Spanish, who may or may not be the like right ethnicity for the part that they're playing to play uh, a Cuban or, Are play you talking a about Al or something. <laughs> he actually didn't do a terrible job, but like, yeah, you see that all the time where you, you, you get people who don't actually know Spanish and they're, or, or they, they can read it maybe. And so they just say their lines really slow and flatly. And you're like, you're not acting in Spanish. You're just like saying lines. You don't know what you're saying. And it's like, it's really annoying as someone like that can like understand and also like knows what good, good or decent acting looks like in Spanish. You know, it's like, okay, you can act well in English. They hired you in, they hired you like you did your audition in English. You can't speak Spanish. And now all of your parts in Spanish look really bad and they take me completely out of the, the show, you know, or they'll hire someone who looks like a, from like a completely different part of the world to play someone who's you know they look and act and speak differently than like central american latinos so it's like 
it's like I notice these things and I'm like someone's not someone someone was lazy basically someone's just like we need yeah you speak Spanish you in there get in there and say some shit and it, sh- it shouldn't really matter how many or how few people this kind of thing affects but at the same time there are like an immense amount of Spanish speakers that see movies right and it is so weird especially just knowing a little bit more Spanish Jackie and I were watching a movie the other day and like the second half of the movie I just leaned into Jackie and I was like how is his accent and Jackie was like eh. <laughs> I was like, okay, because I thought so. I was like, he doesn't really know Spanish. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's obviously very different, though, because, like, gypsies are... Har- gypsy, woo, sorry. Uh, Romani are hardly represented at all, and when they are, it's, like, negative. So it's, like, if we're, we're talking back... Like, if we're talking about representation again, it's, like, you only get to see yourself, your people, your culture represented in, like, negative ways or, like, cartoonish ways, exaggerated ways, you know? Um and that's probably why a lot of people have like weird ideas of what Romani people are like because they just watch, I don't know. They're only negative. Yeah. They're negative or like cartoonish and silly, you know, or like, I think in the U.S. it's not as negative. I think in the U.S. it's just like, oh, cool. You're like, you know, you fucking it's like, magical. Like hi- yeah, like hippie Like, like yeah. you're a hippie or like a psychic or something. Like a Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> Anyway, don't bring Fleetwood Mac into this. I'm just saying. Whenever I hear that word, that's what I think of. Rumors. Yeah. Thanks for writing, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for all the emails. If you want us to go on tangents, it's easy. <laughs> just write to us, Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> and now we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about TV. I mean, like the anime. Mark, after this episode, let's watch Terrace House. Okay, we're Waiting back. Oh my man. <laughs> Miles refuses to give me a clean edit. Uh, we're going to talk about... You got to earn this, Mark. Narancha's Aerosmith. Or Little Bobber. Um, Jackie. I hate that it's Aerosmith. Hello. This episode starts with Narancha saying yes in English. Does it pick up where we left off last time? Right. It's a I recap. I think it does. It's a recap. A little bit. Oh, little yeah. Bit. It's a, it's a little, little recap. A little bomb of a recap. He yeah. starts with like, oh, I'm going to shoot this little fatty. And then... Uh, then he, and referring then, to a rat's ass yeah it took me a minute to remember mm-hmm. that i was like oh, that's and then what's the guy's name formaggio yeah formaggio formaggio's like phew oh, thank god i turned big before the little bomber a little bombed me and uh you know the stand is small and stuff and now we're back to the present after the recap and yeah so we we have learned that little bombers little bomb is small the power is small but formaggio is big and oh no what is he gonna do um did we already make the joke about swiss cheese that happened yet i don't think so why don't you make it right now isn't it like a reference to swiss cheese that he's named cheese and he's being shot full of holes that's a good one like he's swiss cheese no i'm not even trying i'm asking if araki is making that i think maybe a little visual pun? I think there's lots of types of cheese. Um, that have holes in them? No, but there's lots of types of cheese. So I think that... No but how many what, have holes? But no matter what, if you name somebody after cheese, there might be something there. I don't know. <laughs> Does <laughs> he ever get cut? Cheese is general. What does that mean? If you ever get cut, like cut the cheddar? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Jackie, what happens next? <laughs> um, so Lil Narancha is like under a car and he's like, I'm going to go run to those bottles. But he tries to run and it's too far because he has little legs and everything else is so big and he's trying to run and he's trying to run and it, it's bad. I and love when he started running and you just see the background like not really scrolling <laughs> at all. I was like, oh no. This yeah. reminds me of the time me Your life. and my beautiful wife Mary were in Iceland and we saw a volcano that we wanted to see and i parked and i'm like we could see it and if we could see it we can walk to it oh no oh that's not good so we walked for a while and we're like oh we're never gonna get there so we turned around it's a giant (laughs) volcano and it was a huge waste of time and we hated ourselves i thought you were gonna say you started walking there and then you noticed that lava had overtaken your legs and uh (laughs) your body was falling apart no but we were in a similar situation to young narancia where we saw some thing in the distance that we thought we could get to in a reasonable amount of time and it didn't work out Mm. yeah so So anyway he starts to run and then a cat like jumps out from the bottles from behind the bottles and uh he shoots he scores he, (laughs) he shoots his little bomber at the cat uh, and the cat's like, ah! I, the, I was ready to like write down away. like dead animal number 18 or whatever right. the fuck it is, but yeah, the, the cat lived. We don't see it. Yeah, we don't know if he died. Mm. I don't know. He was shot up. He's fine. Araki usually shows like cats being torn into pieces. Like okay. if he ran away, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he just like ran away and what we didn't see is like a truck run him over. So Narancha gets to the bottles and then he starts to climb up. I guess he wants to hide inside them, but which I don't think is a good idea. <laughs> you, can, you can't hide inside of a bottle. Why not? Because it's clear, baby. Because alcohol will not solve your problems. Oh. Wow. Isn't no, isn't that like a metaphor people say? Hide 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 inside a bottle. bottle. I think I've heard that. Or like you won't find the answers at the bottom of a bottle. But I don't know any toxic people. The bottom of a bottle is a song by who? I didn't know you were a classic rock fan. 2001. No, this is not classic. No, I thought you said the who. Oh, good one. Yeah, I get it. Hmm. Who Let, hold wrote on, I got, that? I gotta look it An up. Owl? Song, song. <laughs> Bottom of a bottle. I love that song. owl band. The who? who, who. Uh, uh, ah, Smile Empty Soul. It is a song by Smile Empty Soul. Never from heard like of it. Two thousand. Do you like remember how every band in that? Well, not two thousand one, but every band in the nineties had soul somewhere in it. Do you there was collective about? soul, right? There was um, Souls of Mischief. There was uh, Soul Asylum. Blessed, Blessed Union of Souls. That's that's what I'm thinking of. I like them. Uh, Soul Asylum. Uh, Dark Souls. There was Dark Souls. <laughs> it was a 90s video game. There was Han Solo. Right. And uh, Solar Moon. And there was Solo. Anyway. Anyway, what Let's are we talking on. about? Okay, so he, he tries to climb the bottles or whatever, and Formaggio uh, pours water on him, and he falls, and he slips, and then um, Narant- and then Narancha is like, ah! And then... <laughs> and It looked like Sprite, but, you know. It looked like water. Well, I, I think everything is water. Wait, are you sure it wasn't Pellegrino? Oh, baby. Um, and then Formaggio... <laughs> As Mark sips from his Pellegrino. Steps... <laughs> Formaggio, Formaggio steps on Narancha and Narancha is trapped under his foot because Narancha is a tiny little guy. Uh, he's like the size of smaller than a Ken doll. 
He's, but he's not quite a Polly Pocket. Oh, I thought you said Kindle at first. No, I was like, what the fuck? I could have said a Barbie doll. That might be more familiar to people than he's a He's like a doll. Beanie Baby. He's like a Beanie Baby. It, was this the apex of Beanie Baby's popularity? Ooh, it might have been. You guys know about... I'm, I'm sorry I'm on Tangent City right now. You guys know about the Princess Diana Beanie Baby, right? No. No. There's like a purple... You know how the, the main Beanie Baby is a bear? It was a purple teddy bear thing, and I don't know if it got recalled or what, but... You can find like a Princess Diana Beanie Baby for like hundreds of dollars or more on eBay. But it's something. a bear? Yeah, it's a purple bear with, I think, a heart. Aww. Is it in a wrecked car? <laughs> I thought you said an erect car. And I was like, what does a standing car have to do with? <laughs> oh, that's so tasteless. Like I'm leaving that in and putting it at the beginning and end of the episode. This what? podcast is bad. The, the children listening to this don't know what we're talking about. They're like, <laughs> Princess who? And Miles is better off for it <laughs> um anyway so yeah so he's 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 stuck under the shoe uh and well not stuck he's whatever he's pinned he's between, being crushed between the sidewalk and the shoe and he's being like but he's not like crushed to death yet um which i thought was i was like is this gonna happen and then uh yeah sudden flashback well not yet not yet first oh. first he's like where are they hiding? Tell me where where they're hiding, Trish. And Narancha's like, just kill me. But he's tiny, so he's like, just kill me. <laughs> no, not this again. <laughs> just kill me. And then he steps on him like harder, and he's like, ah! Jackie, that was so loud. And uh, and then and then suddenly it stops. Like you said, like it's it. He he squishes him. It sounds like it's hard and it sounds like it's painful. It sounds like bones are breaking. It sounds yeah, I like, was like he's, he's going to die. Whenever this happens now, after like part four, I'm like, oh, but Josuke, w- oh, Josuke's <laughs> not around. Who heals people? Does someone <laughs> heal this kid? Nobody. <laughs> so all his bones are, bones are broken. Bones. All his bones are broken. And suddenly we have a flashback. We find out that Narancha was born in a particular year and he's a Leo. He was born in 83. Like, Jackie, does he seem like a Leo? Does that work for you? I don't know. I don't know any Leos. What? I thought you'd be all over the Zodiac thing. I don't know any Leos. Hmm. All right. I know Virgos, because that's me. I know Geminis, because all my good friends are Geminis. A lot of my good friends are Geminis, for some reason. I don't, it's not like I choose Geminis as my friends. I'm a Scorpio. I don't know any Scorpio. Well, I guess I know you now. Scorpio. Right. I'm representative. What is a what is a Scorpio? I have no idea. I don't know any Leos. My mom is a crap Capricorn. One of my friends is a Cancer. Uh, Mark is a Taurus. My dad is a Taurus. Uh, my grandma's also a Cancer. So I know about those. I don't. Oh, and I know Pisces. I don't know about Capricorn or Sagittarius or Scorpio or anything that begins with an S. Uh, and I don't know Leo. Those are the ones I don't know. Anyway, they don't mean anything. <laughs> That's right. So Narancha's older than us. Like now? Yeah, now. If well, he yeah. survives this anime. Yeah, if he survives this But anime. it's weird that like they're approaching our age. Like Narancha is a Generation X person. Yeah. He has to think about his 401k. Yeah. Mm. Maybe even a second house at this point. He's probably thinking if he doesn't have a kid already. And if he's alive. If he's alive, he has to think about retiring. Anyway, well, yeah. Anyway, Narancha's mom died of an eye disease, and it was very troubling and heartbreaking for him, and that's sad. What do you think the eye disease was? Pink eye? Mm, I don't no. Know. 
Probably not pink eye. Okay. I don't think you can die from that. I don't know what eye disease you can die from, to be honest. Uh, cancer? Is there an eye cancer? I guess if it metastasizes, metastasizes, I guess if it hits your brain, it does. But I don't think there's any eye-specific cancer. Maybe there's like a bacteria infection that can get into your eye and just fuck up your whole eye and then go into your brain and then fuck up your brain. Mm, we'll need research. Like a flesh-eating virus. that. Like a flesh blood. Like a flesh blood. All right, let's, let's, <sighs> let's move on. Anyway, uh, so his mom died of eye disease. Um, he, and then when he was, oh, and then then it just cuts to like the intro, um, the intro music and stuff. Um, and then we cut back and he's in a paneteria, just like a bread shop. Uh, and the narrator is saying that Narancha would rebel against his dad. Um, I don't, I couldn't tell, was that like bread shop, his dad's, well, I guess I guess bread shops or bakeries. I guess <laughs> was that his dad's bakery or I don't think so. I no. think it was just a random one. He was distracting the owner while his friends stole the bread so ah. they could eat, and that's yeah. what they were supposedly subsisting on. I think he was just rebelling against his dad by being like a snotty thief kid. So this like father son relationship seemed undercooked. I didn't understand why it was so I, bad. I didn't understand either. Yeah. Okay. Because I I was again you know doing research while not watching because I'm stupid, but. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, did I miss something while writing this down? It didn't feel, and I think, again, this is the anime adding it, but usually the anime does a pretty decent job at, you know, fleshing out some backstory. And I was just like, later he's like, yeah, and my fucking dad. And I was like, I, did he do anything wrong? Yeah, why is he such a bad dad? He's a bad dad. Anyway. Maybe he was a sad dad because his wife died. Oh. And that, like, ruined the relationship. Are there any good dads in JoJo's? No. No. Not a single good dad. No. No dads. I think Bucciarati is sort of a father figure to these kids. Mm, he's mommy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a mommy. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's got that se- sexy bob in the booby window. Oh, I guess that's true. That's Bucciamami. <laughs> Bucciamami. Maybe Abakio is the dad. Really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh, side note. Two side notes. One, the fucking hat, hat and shit they're wearing. Did Naranja grow up in 1930? Did he grow, or grow up in Godfather Part Two? Maybe that was in style back then. What Newsies is this shit? had just come out. So yeah. Uh, also, his mother's name is Mella, which is Italian for what? Anyone? Is it, is it Melon? <laughs> Mella, Miles, you should know this. Uh, it means apple. I'm waiting for you it's to Italian say Italian it. for apple. Apple is what I was gonna say. Apple. Uh, I also said... Oh, no, we haven't gotten there yet. Do you know what apple is in German? It, wait, it's Apfel, right? That's right. I'm so fucking smart. Yeah, you are. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so um, for Narancha, friendship is most important to him, and he becomes bros with this guy. He calls him This guy bro. named Bro. Is that his name? He, or I thought he was just, call, he just called him it's Bro. It's capitalized, so I don't know. Is his name Bro, Mark? I don't think his name is Bro, in, in, but he only calls him Bro. In, but in Japanese, was he calling him like... These are all great questions. I am sweating because I can't answer and I am trying to look it up. So continue and I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. So uh, so he's best friends with this guy named Bro. Who oh, has no, bleach blonde hair. It um, says here his name is Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Narancha's quote friends. Uh, yeah, they don't have names for this guy. Bro. I th- I, we'll just call him Bro, but I think that he his name is probably not Bro, and Bro is just a nickname. Hermano, maybe? Because, 
Yeah, I don't know how to say bro in Italian. Um, I do, but I don't want to tell you. Thank you. Great. No um, spoilers for the Italian language. So the so bro was like, hey man, you should dye your hair like me. And Narancia's like, okay, <laughs> I'll be like you. So Narancia dyes his hair. And it turns out blondes don't have more fun because mm. he gets arrested. And it turns out blondes don't have more fun. <laughs> Gonna be like a narrator. Um, so what happens? Um, so he dyes his hair. He goes to school. The kids make fun of him. And he's like, where's bro? Where'd he go? And they're like, oh, we haven't seen him in weeks. He like left town, and which is like suspicious. And then the police come and take Narancia, uh, little Narancia with his blonde hair. And they're like, you've been identified as a suspect and whatever, whatever. And they take him into the jail. And the lady's like, that's him. That blonde hooligan is the one that... Uh, beat the shit out of me and stole my money or whatever what kind of crazy ass profiling is this they just rounded up the next blonde kid they could find yeah, yeah i wrote down i think this is why they hate the police oh because they just like beat up a child because they're blonde <laughs> and put him in juvie yeah so the kid but like uh, with no evidence this kid went this kid went to jail because he was blonde um so let's see so while he's in jail he's thinking he's thinking and he's like Oh, was it my friend? Was it bro who, uh, you know, did this to this woman? You know, and like, but it seems like bro set him up because he knew that the police were stupid and would just chase after some, like the only blonde kid in town, I guess. I don't know. How could he, how could he have been the only blonde kid in town? I don't though? know. I don't know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, It'll, do they even really look alike? I mean, they, I don't know. Like bro they seems don't so look, much older. They don't look alike. Yeah. <laughs> These. Yeah, I gotta say that Narancia says friendship is his most important thing, yet he doesn't know his friend's name. Mm. He doesn't have a name. I looked it up. Um, and then a year later, he gets out of juvie, and his eyes all fucked up and infected or something. Because one of the police headbutts him while trying to get him to confess to beating up this old lady, and apparently the police officer's head was covered in filthy germs. Yeah. Um, and so when he gets back, there's rumors going around town that he's contracted his mom's deadly eye disease, the unnamed, probably not real, deadly eye disease. And, uh, he's like, nobody knew about my mom's deadly eye disease except for bro. Um, and I haven't seen him in whatever, whatever. And then he sees bro and bro is like being a dick. Yeah, he goes like, oh, you're back. Get away. I don't want to get infected. We don't look alike at all. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> jerk and then narancia is like thinking to himself like this is fate i'm gonna die this way i'm gonna die like my mom and he just gives up on life and he's like eating out of dumpsters and stuff and he's, he's like shivering sleeping in a blanket on the street yeah um because he doesn't want to get back go back home because he hates his dad i don't know why why didn't his dad visit him in jail because his dad's like brush your teeth and he's like fuck you dad yeah this is why it's good to waste food so that poor children have something to eat out of dumpsters. Hey, Miles, you and I were at Barnes & Noble. Uh-huh. That's it. No, um, and it was towards the... We were there, remember, late towards closing? Yeah. And I just, like, walked past the... And I, like, I know that restaurants do this and stuff, but I just, like, walked past the counter on the other... On the way to the JoJo section, and there's just a bin, and it says, like... I think it says trash, just something about like waste. And it's just filled with all the pastries that they like couldn't sell. Oh my God. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what they're supposed to do, but there have to be homeless shelters somewhere. Or they could give them the fat babies like me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's all like regulation stuff, like, oh, we can't be held liable if whatever. That's the problem with America. You see, anyway, I'm just kidding. Let's uh, Food waste, big problem. The story has a happy ending, though. I figured out where the dumpster was, and I took it all home. Is that true? Yeah. I'm a human raccoon. <laughs> Ugh. Does the podcast know that Jackie hates raccoons and I love raccoons? Yeah, that's canon. It's true. Does if the podcast know? If it hasn't, if it hasn't been before, it's it is now. Yeah. Uh, it's like raccoons keep coming back around, and I keep having to be like, guys, please, no raccoons. <laughs> anyway, raccoons are cute trash pandas with Ugh. little hands. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, so what happened? So so this this little Naranja kid is eating out of garbage cans like a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> thinking about that. And some boy sees him. Now was this is it is he part of the original gang? The boy that sees him and takes him in? Yeah, that's Fugo, Wait, isn't it? Yeah, it's is Fugo. it Fugo? Yeah, it's Fugo? Fugo, but like a little bit younger looking. He doesn't wearing I couldn't a tell crazy print suit. It's uh, like he looks like the Riddler almost. Yeah. It's weird. Cool. This is before he gets a suit with a bunch of holes in it. I think it's the same suit. He just never took it off. It started getting worn down. So he's like, hey, kid, come with me. And he takes him into this restaurant where the whole gang hangs out. And this is how Narancha is introduced to the gang. And he she, she just meets Bucciarati, who gives him his spaghetti. Yeah. That he was about to eat. When when Fugo uh, brings him to the guys, the first thing that he says is, I want to feed him spaghetti. That's what he says. I want to feed him spaghetti. Um, and... He feeds him spaghetti and they, he eats spaghetti and like he's just like heartwarmed by the whole thing. And then Bucciarati like takes him to the hospital to fix his eye. Um, and Narancha's like, why did you do this? Why are you helping me? Whatever, whatever. I want to join your gang. Are you in a gang? I want to join your gang. And uh, and Bruno is like, nah, man, you don't want to join this gang. Like this is not this is not the life that you want. You're, you're, you don't want no part of this shit. But he's like mean. He's kind of mean about it. He's like, "No, you stay away. You know, go back home to your dad." And he's like, "I hate my dad," um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the kid goes to visit his mom's grave, and he's thinking about um, thinking about Bruno scolding him, and he's like, "He was scolding me, but it was different from when like my dad or the police." yell at me this was like he's a real man he really cared about like he wasn't saying that to seem cool or whatever he actually cared about my well-being right which is this the greatest mind game of all time like (laughs) to get loyal members of the gang to like like be nice to them and then play it off and be like no it's just because we're nice you don't want no part of this shit yeah and they're loyal as hell even more loyal than if you purposely were like we fed you we clothed you join our gang right maybe bruno's just a nice man no you don't you think he he has to have an ulterior motive yeah okay the benevolent gangsters anyway so he so what narancha ends up doing and narancha's basically like i want to work for him so narancha uh secretly unbeknownst to bruno goes to Polpo and passes the gang test and then he joins the gang. And he gets mm. a weird plane stand so he can fly to his dreams. Mm. So do you think everybody gets a stand when they join the gang? Like they, they shoot him with the arrow at that point? Well, he has to pass <laughs> Polpo's weird test. How many of these, how many kids have died? A lot mm. of kids. Butcherati's like, no, you don't want to join this gang. So many kids have died. And they're like, no, you've been so nice to me. And then just, bleh, <laughs> just fucking arrow through the head. Didn't work. <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. That's number 38. 
True. Anyway, then it flashes back forward. Let me go back yes. to the future. We're back to under a shoe. Yeah. So Naranja's oh, under the shoe. Ah! <laughs> uh, Naranja's in, under the shoe, and the guy's trying to get him to tell. And Naranja's like, "Nah, man, I'm not going to tell you anything. Like, fuck you." He's kill like, me. "Yeah, just kill me." I like, "You think I'd rather live or whatever?" And I wanted to be like, "No, the point is that you're going to experience a lot of pain." He torture he doesn't think that torture motherfucker <laughs> he doesn't think that you're going to like want to live and say that like no the idea is that this is going to hurt yeah. a lot he's gonna keep feeding him and, and feeding him, him and feeding him and then uh, formaggio is like formaggio is like we're gonna get trish and we're gonna figure out who the boss is and we're gonna fucking get all the drug revenue and we're pretty sure she's a stand user they were like we're, we're sure she's a stand user because uh, the boss is a stand user, and, and that'll give us a hint as to what his stand is, because I guess stands are very obviously hereditary for some reason. Now. You know, it's just like Joseph Joestar has like a clairvoyant, slingy, viney purple stand, and so Josuke has a heart-shaped punch stand that heals people. Those are identical. And then let's talk about Jorno and Dio and Jonathan or whatever. Like, yeah. D- like what does Jorno's stand have to do with anybody well, at least they're humanoid well are they saying that the stands are similar or, or just that one has a stand so the other has a stand no he was saying that like her stand is going to give us a hint as to what his stand is oh yeah that's of wrong. course this may just be what he thinks yeah he if could we just be a dummy and his name is cheese so right he's like anyway and stands have to be people they can't be like gas or some concept so does that mean she has a stand that may just be what he thinks i think she does have a stand because of the way she looks i'm gonna be she does look like she and that's what i was saying originally when we saw her i was like i was like maybe she has a stand i was also thinking that her stand power was that she can control men which would be hilarious but i don't think that's the stand power all women have this power no mark (laughs) on straight men let me get that out there okay well I don't know how many people are straight in JoJo's. But anyway. That's true. (laughs) Your powers are useless here. We're all gay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, I love it this part. I think think I'm actually on topic here. Uh, That fucking formaggio is like, or like Narancia's in his head and he's doing like, oh my God, does she have a stand? And we're like advancing the plot like quickly. We're figuring out where the plot is going to go next. I think they already discover. No, it's before the note. Uh, they're talking about the plot and where it's going to go. And then Formaggio was like, hey, did you know in <laughs> South America? And I was like, yes, <laughs> trivia time. And it's like, wait a minute, you're killing someone. I want to know where the plot goes. He knows, now let's talk about spiders. He knows so much about spiders. He explains that there's a spider in South America uh, right next to our listeners that can kill somebody with its venom. But when you're small... All spiders' venom can kill you. Mm-hmm. And the way spiders do this is they bite you and inject it inside you, which liquefies your insides, and then they drink the insides. They drink no, it up. they bite you to poison. To, first, they bite you, which numbs you. That numbs you. You're and right. Then you're right. they inject their corrosive shit. Digestive bile mm-hmm. into your body to just to liquidate you. Um, they drink your milkshake. And drink your milkshake. Which is weird because we just do that when the food's already inside of us. I don't know why spiders have to be so stupid about it. Look at me. I can digest. Because they don't have teeth. Do it inside in private. Mm. They don't have teeth. Well, maybe they should. 
Right. Well, I think, I'll, I'll tell them to get teeth. What if spiders is that what you want? Evolved to wear dentures. <laughs> anyway, <Aww>. um, also, <laughs> I'm just imagining a spider with dentures. I have to say, I, I've got to put my teeth in before I eat. <laughs> Aw, spiders! Just eight tiny contact lenses next to the teeth. Um, I read, I read the JoJo Wiki trivia section before we watched this, and there was a line that said, uh, "The imagined sequence where Naransha is liquefied is a reference to the." House of Wax, 2005. Spider-Man? No, the 2005 movie House of Wax poster. Spider-Man 3? And I read that and I was like, yeah, right. I was like, who would reference the 2005 poster? It must be just a reference to House of Wax in general. And then that panel popped up on screen and I was like, yeah, that's the House of Wax remake poster where Mm. it's like someone lying on their side and they're kind of like melting horizontally. Are you sure it's not a reference to Spider-Man the musical? No, don't ever interrupt me again, by the way. And turn off the door. Wait, what? I was done. Hello, and thanks for listening to... Anyway, um, so what, what happens next? Okay, so he's like, anyway, I found the spider in the sewer. So here you go. And then he, t- he takes Narancha and he puts him in a little box with the spider. And... He puts him in a bottle. Is that where it is? It's a bottle, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, a bottle. bottle. Okay. Puts him in a bottle with the spider. It's, a cra- it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so to Narancha, the spider is huge. But right. to us, the spider's huge also because we're seeing the story from Naranja's point of view. Mm-hmm. Right. So the spider uh, so the spider goes towards him and Naranja stabs him with a piece of glass that he had in his pocket. Where did he get this piece of glass? It was from before he just kept it. From before when he broke oh, the window. He bef- just kept it. Before he puts him in the bottle, Naranja, uh, no, Formaggio is taunting them. And, you know, he's going to put the spider like toward Naranja. And Naranja has Lil Bomber, a.k.a. Aerosmith. It's Aerosmith. Aerosmith comes out and shoots at Formaggio's face and Formaggio's like, I told you that wouldn't hurt me. Now get in the bottle. And then he's in the bottle and yeah, he stabs the spider with the glass. Uh, but he ultimately uh, kind of loses the fight. He gets bitten uh, and he goes stiff and the spider begins to wrap him up in its spider silk and Formaggio is laughing his ass off. It's a, he, it's a little bit much, okay? He's laughing a little too he's much in this episode. wild. I'm like, you could give us more plot, okay, David Production. We don't need 10 more seconds of laughter from the evil guy. And then, of course, what I liked happens? all of it. The guy's laughing really hard, and then we suddenly hear quietly, he's like, carbon dioxide. I don't know what he starts it with. Well, first, uh, Formaggio realizes that Narancha has dropped a map. Oh, yeah. And he goes, what a moron. You drew your route here. And he figures out that the rest of the gang is hiding at a winery. It's a huge... A vineyard. Yeah. It's a huge monologue, by the way. And at this point, the spider's already bitten him and his digestive bile is already getting inside of Narancha. So I'm pretty sure, like, either his... For the rest of the... The rest of the anime... Yeah, for the rest of the anime, his insides are just liquid. Or when he gets big again... No. The amount of poison is still the same. It's I, I think it's that if he had gotten big enough, fast enough. But otherwise, Jackie's theory is correct. That Narancha, his, the monologue took way too long for that not to just. Take yeah, but over people him and give like Gettysburg addresses in the space of like three seconds in this. Also, Narancha is a moron for drawing his route on this map. How else was he going to figure out how to get back? Google, Google Maps specifically bro. told him to memorize the route. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, why do you send the child out on air? He's not even the youngest. Who's the youngest? Giorno. I, well, look, 
Oh, I don't have the ages on this poster. What poster? It's fine. He's the youngest. Um, I may have made a poster so uh, we could remember Trish, everyone's names. Trish is younger than than him, but that's it. Jorno's only 15. Well, she can't go get the groceries because they're for her and she right. needs to be protected. Well, um, that's what I'm saying. The younger people, they should have sent like, I don't know. We already saw me stuff. Yeah, Jorno's uh, definitely Fugo. the youngest. They should have sent Fugo. I don't know what Fugo can do, but they should have sent Fugo. Oh, yeah. We don't know what Fugo can do, right? They should no. have sent more than one yeah, person. Yeah, exciting. One who's good at remembering places. Well, that's what they do at the end of oh, this like episode. Someone who could like rewind time and know exactly where things were. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there a stand like that? What were you going to say, Jackie? No. They do that at the end of this episode where they're like, okay, you guys stay with Trish. We'll go and get the right. key or whatever at the end. You three guys who haven't had an episode about you in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he now knows where the vineyard is. So like one, Narancha is going to die at this point, And two, Formaggio knows how to get to Trish. Did you guys think the map was a bluff of some kind? I also no. was really hoping when he unfolded that a gun would appear. I knew it wasn't going to happen. No, but I, I was really hoping for that fucking stand. I just thought Narancha had been dumb. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a fake uh like fake map route and he was gonna go somewhere and blow up or something by the way the giant spider idea is a nightmare like let's all think about that for a second that's right, a nightmare but you, this is just honey sh- honey Shh. i shrunk the kids i'm thinking about it oh it's scary it is oh wow wow thanks miles anyway it is pretty scary so he shot that's when we find out that like Narancha is like ah oh, part of my whole plan. He shot the car, carbon dioxide, b- whatever stuff. So the car blows up. You saw the episode. If you you're saw listening, it. if you're listening to this, you saw, you knew Basically, you know Narancha what already shot a car on purpose cuz his stand detects carbon dioxide, which is gasoline or something and so he blows no, up a fire. car. Fire fire also emits carbon dioxide. Oh that yeah, that stuff cuz cuz it technically is burning, which come on, Arik, you fuck out of here. Um, Formaggio is now burning like crazy. But Narancia somehow is not affected by this explosion. But he does also then come out of the bottle. Yeah. He should have like shards of glass stuck in his body because he expands back to normal size. Yeah, yeah. we never see him break out of the bottle or anything. And what happens to the spider? The spider's dead now, Mark. Because I kind of like the spider. And like we see so many dead animals in JoJo's. I think he was able to, I think he was able to crawl out of the bottle before he turned big. No? That's the last time the spider put on his little dentures. And then he burned alive in the street after Narancha set it all on fire. Yeah. Well, think about how many spiders have died in this show and we never knew about it because they're small. And I don't want don't, to think about we that. Don't, we don't focus on this, their stories. Is this so. another thing? Araki hates spiders? He's written about spiders a few times. Remember Rohan like licks a spider and he's like, you see, you have to <laughs> experience things with all five senses. What a oh. weird guy. And you're like, Rohan, are you going to fuck those bugs? <laughs> Those sex, you know the spiders. fifth sense sex. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's my brain. Anyway, um, so he's on fire. Narancha's big, and not in an NBA Jam way, right? He shrinks to escape the. Fu- no, here's how he escapes the fire. He's on fire. He's fucking burning. He's on like fire. shorty on the dance floor. He just uh, <laughs> he cuts his wrist and extinguishes the fire with, with the blood, blood. Because, and also turns tiny because well what he does is he cuts his wrist so like regular amount of blood comes out and then shrinks so that the blood covers his small burning self oh i see that's how i i envisioned it anyway it's still like, a desperate move and probably should be a fatal move it would have been hilarious if it didn't work and <laughs> yeah. by it'd be really dark if you just see this burning guy be like i'll get you 
slits his wrist still burns to death <laughs> and slits his wrist so he dies faster than the the burning could kill him yeah that's you sort know? of a spiteful move right yeah. that's what i mean if you're gonna die might as well like be be like fuck it i'm gonna choose how i die this you is know? like if polnareff was on fire and abdul was like use this knife to kill yourself and polnareff was like i will <laughs> and then he sliced his neck and died anyway <laughs> shout out to polnareff shout out to part three that i remember very good i remember Pepperidge Farm? Now is that, that you? <laughs> no, I remember that moment now that you've reminded me of it. Okay, good, good, good. So then Narancha is like, oh, I'm going to find you. You're tiny. I'm, I'm just going to like set everything on fire. So Narancha tries to set the entire street on fire by blowing up all of the cars. He does a lot of property damage, and it's unfair. Yeah, just like he didn't care about all the lives of the rats in the last episode, he does not care about your auto insurance in Italy. True. So he starts setting everything on fire, and... um. Then uh, Formaggio turns big again and he's like, I'm right here. And uh, he's like, are you really going to set the whole street on fire? He's like, I was going to set the whole town on fire. He looks <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Formaggio? Yeah. Yeah. He and looks like a... Uh, aged Gouda. Nice. There you go. And My then, dad eats like seven year aged cheese. Really? Where he does he get it? It is disgusting. I think the trash can. No, <sighs> like... At the supermarket, they sell... I don't know if it's really seven years, but they sell aged cheese and it's all crusty and it smells awful. Pretty yeah. sure it's cheese. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> it's disgusting. Nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Okay, so yeah. And then, you know, they're close to each other, kind of. And then she's like, well, I was re- I'm was. i glad I don't have to set the whole city on fire. And then Formaggio's like, you know, at this range, my stand is faster than yours. Yeah. But, but then it's wrong. Not- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very wrong. it's very like combat anime like no it's not motherfucker i think he also punches him or something that's what it kind of looked like to me like narancia also hits him like he didn't expect narancia to also hit him yeah they don't explain how narancia overcomes the advantage that formaggio brings up i'm so, not sure so formaggio says he's faster at, but then he's just not and they don't explain mm-hmm. how, i'm gonna i'm gonna look at the summary but if you guys want to move ahead with the plot so um formaggio is full of holes now like swiss cheese yeah he's dead r.i.p and rest in parmesan pretty good okay i'll take it and then some something about like oh i guess all your shop like he's like all my shopping went to waste or whatever which yeah. sucks <laughs> but goes, the, the groceries are gone and the money's gone he's like very single-minded except he says mission failed as well yeah Aww. so then we see him back at the old vineyard all bandaged up and fugo is yelling at him for yeah. screwing up it's the like, mission oh, we gotta go he you, he knew where we are and he's like yeah but he's dead he knows where we are he's gonna whatever we we need to but this isn't safe whatever and then giorno uh giorno comes by and he's like Nanancha did a great job. You defeated the guy. You know, thank you for all your hard work. He did the best right. he could. Yeah, you did your best. Um, and he's like, we we should stay here until we get word for the from the boss. And Fugo's like, who the fuck made you in charge? Like, <laughs> like who's right. gonna listen to you? Like, we don't have to listen to you. But then, guess what happens? The boss sends an email. They all a, do a, not know how email message, works. A message is what it is. But it's got to be an email. It's like a G chat. It's like a. It's, it's, like prob- a, it's like a Facebook message. It's probably AIM it's at WhatsApp. this point in time. Nah, it's, nah. A, it's on a user group. It's WhatsApp. No, it's 1995 or something. Oh. Can't be WhatsApp. Is it 1995? When this was written, I believe so. Or was that part four? It's in the mid-90s. So AOL Instant Messenger. It could be AIM. Mm. Could be AIM. So he tells them to go, to go to a park where there's a dog mosaic. You will find a key to It's a- near Pompeii. Yes, the Pompeii Park. 
There's a dog mural. You will find a key to a vehicle. And Narancha's like, a vehicle? Oh, it must be a helicopter. So maybe a helicopter. I was like, oh no, they're going to do the same mistakes that part three does, aren't they? <laughs> Anything that flies is safe. Yeah. Anything on the water is safe? Question marks. <laughs> and that's when Bruno is like, all right, we're going to split up. You guys come with me. You guys come over here. And one of, you know, one group is there to protect uh, Trish and the other group is going to go off and uh, um, get the key. Though they never find out if, if uh, they, like, if I were, maybe Narancha forgot, but Narancha should have been like, hey, I think Trish has a stand. We should find out about yeah. this, you know? But I guess not. It is weird that he didn't bring that up. Maybe it's his secret from now on. Mm. What do you think Bruno's uh, away message was? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Mm. Hit the cell. Hit the cell. <laughs> well, I think at that point it was more like, maybe, maybe hit my pager. Yeah. Mm. And that's when you would send pager codes like one four three, which means I love you. Oh, thanks um, for saying that. I will say I think one of the last lines I didn't say that to you. I looked at the treadmill. Um, one of the last lines in this anime, as subtitled by Crunchyroll, has the following clause: something something head to over to there. Hmm. It's not head over there. Bad job, Crunchyroll. Head to over to there. Yet another thing you've screwed up. Also, here's my own trivia, because I want it to be original and see if I could find a reference on my own. When Narancha's in the graveyard and he's looking at his mom's tombstone, next to it is a tombstone for Jacopo Caccini, and that's nobody. <laughs> I thought it would be. It's just a name. Mm. Good Great. job, David Production. You looked up Italian names. <laughs> Great. Uh, that's it for this episode. If you made it this far, congratulations. We now present you with a riddle. You must go to Wawayanda State Park and look for the mosaic of a Taylor ham, egg and cheese sandwich, uh, and there will be a key to uh, like a really old Prius. You could drive home. It's pronounced Wawayanda. Is it? Yeah. I, I wanted it to be pronounced Wawayanda, but someone corrected me. Yeah, someone who probably wasn't there 150,000 years ago, okay, when it was formed. Anyway, and named. The State Park? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks for listening. If you want to uh, talk to us, um, you can't, but you could write an email to us, which is jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. But, like, don't make it too long. Like, yeah, two just, paragraphs is good? Three could, paragraphs is good? Also, you could talk to us. I've left enough clues that you could find us easily. No. Well, some of some of these nice people will, like, tweet at me. And that I like that. I appreciate that. Yes. You can also tweet at us collectively, except Miles. At JJBPod, Miles refuses to use the Twitter. You never told me the password. I have told you the password. and I, I wasn't listening. What is it? What oh, is the password? It's, um... Anyway, goodbye, I was everybody. about to say a joke password, and then I was like, that actually might be it. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Enjoy goodbye. your cheese. But, but Have a cheese on me. Goodbye. Merry Christmas? Merry Crapsmas? Wait, today's the 18th. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. We record these on... As soon as the anime comes out. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. How do people have time to write in then? Merry Christmas, also known as Feliz Navidad. And... It's not Christmas yet. The Hibernal Equinox is coming. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I say every bad bitch up in Equinox. Hang on. It, what is it in Italian? Buono Natividad or something? Something? It's, it just sounds like Spanish but rounder. Buon Natale. Assholes. Bye. At last, the long way is over. The weight is off my shoulders. I'm taking all control, yeah. My, my mind.
set so free I'm where I want to be To get 